Jody Vance in for Jill today and got to get right to our next guest. I'm joined by federal NDP leader Jagmeet Singh, who has a lot to get to today. If you follow him on social media at Twitter at the Jagmeet Singh, uh, you've seen all of the tweets about grocery prices and the ceases Chinese interference and health care and even now, the latest that just moved, if you're one of his 878,000 followers on TikTok, you're going to have to move over to the Twitter uh, because I understand that Mr. Singh will deactivate his TikTok account. We'll talk about that as well as we welcome to the program NDP leader Jagmeet Singh. Thank you for doing this. Thanks so much. Sounds like a lot to get to. It is. Where would you like to begin? <laughs> I, I love you on TikTok, as so many people do. You're very entertaining. Well, uh, on the on the TikTok topic, um, it's for me not a question when it comes down to security, privacy concerns. Those that were raised by the security officials here in Canada have have led to a couple of things. One, that federal devices will no longer have Twitter, uh, TikTok on it. So we were following the House of Commons rules, uh, no issues there. And in fact, we're going to take that pause. So I'm going to deactivate my account by the end, end of the day today. And it's important because we want to take a pause and assess if there's a way to engage with people safely on the platform. That's uh, one of my foremost concerns, safe engagement and protecting people's privacy, not just my own, but also the people that engage with me. And we'll make that assessment before we consider getting back onto it. Okay, we'll follow along closely on that. It is a big story. A lot of people, that's an understatement, use these social media platforms. Now you brought up CSIS, so let's go there next. The uh, CSIS uh, findings uh, that there has been interference in our federal elections. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? And where should uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and the Liberal government uh, take this information? Where should it go from here? First reaction, it's, it's deeply concerning that a foreign government is seeking to influence the politics of another country. That That's deeply concerning. And the fact that there's some serious allegations raised should give us all um, uh, really serious concerns. And so what we've seen in committee, really, the parliamentary committee that's working on this, is a lot of an attempts from both the Liberals and Conservatives to try to score points on each other. The CSIS investigation uncovers that there are candidates, both in Liberal and Conservative nomination meetings, that might have been subject of, these, of this influence. And for us as New Democrats, we don't really care about scoring points on this matter. This is really about the integrity of our electoral process and about our democratic process. And right now, there's no evidence that this suggests that the outcome of the election would be different. But it does suggest some really concerning trends around nomination meetings. And we want to make sure that our democracy is protected. So that's why we're calling for an independent inquiry to get to the bottom of this and to suggest recommendations around what we can do to prevent it and strengthen our, our democracy in Canada. Has it surprised you at all that the idea of an independent inquiry hasn't been embraced by uh, Prime Minister Trudeau immediately here? I am surprised because this would take it out of the partisanship in the committee, which has not been has not been helpful from from my vantage point. It's been been really just about scoring points on each other. When really, really this is a moment for us to say, what are we willing to do to protect our democracy? What are we willing to do to ensure that foreign governments aren't interfering? in our democratic processes. And that's something that should not be a partisan matter, it should be something that everyone agrees is something we want to protect and strengthen and safeguard. So I, I see that independent inquiry as something that removes the partisanship, makes it independent, and really focuses on solutions. Because really, the purpose for identifying this is to prevent it from happening in the future. 
that should be our focus. I appreciate you touching on all of these subjects because when I reached out to you initially, it was to talk to you about grocery prices and profit. Right. So let's get to that. And yes. I do, I thank you for this. So, so uh, unpack for us what we are all feeling. All Canadians are feeling the pinch, some so much more than others trying to, to live paycheck to paycheck and now barely being able to feed their themselves or their families. Ms. Vance, I think you said it really well. It, it's something that we're all experiencing in one way or another. When Canadians go into the grocery store, they are putting back things they used to buy for their family because they just can't afford it. And everyone's feeling that budget squeeze in some way or another. It's become one of the major concerns in the cost of living crisis. It's the cost of food. And we see it when we go into the grocery store one week and come back the next week. The same food item is even more expensive. So it is deeply concerning. And what makes it even worse is while the cost of living is hurting workers, it's hurting families, it's hurting the middle class, it is benefiting the, the wealthiest CEOs of these large corporate grocery, grocery CEOs, uh, these grocery chains, who are enjoying record profits. And then it really got us thinking, well, if you've got record profits being made, not just the normal profits that were made every year, but significantly higher profits, that means that grocery stores are doing something where while the cost of living is going up, their prices aren't increasing to keep up with the cost, they're exceeding that. That's why their profits are higher. So to get to the bottom of this, we put forward a, uh, a motion to say we need to investigate food prices. We also need to have the Competition Bureau look at what's going on because, as folks might remember, not too long ago in 2018, major grocery store chains and bread producers were found to have colluded to increase the price of bread in Canada, which sounds hard to believe, but that was the finding. And, and we, we know that that's what happened. So we're worried that might be happening now. So we've summoned the CEO's of the major grocery corporate chains to come to House of Commons and answer our questions. And we want to figure out why their profits are so high, why the price of food continues to rise while other areas are seeing a bit of a softening in terms of prices, and why they're making these huge profits off the backs of people who are struggling to buy their food. So we had Sylvain Charlebois from Dalhousie uh, Agri-Food uh, on yesterday, and he spoke about that bread price fixing back in 2018 that still has yet to be resolved. It was admitted That's to, right, and actually. every Canadian got a $25 gift card. I got a gift card. I donated it to the food bank, as so many of us did. But still, well no <laughs> no consequence there, though, Mr. Singh. Like, where exactly. are we? Right. So what? to what end, I guess, is my question here, to bring these multi-millionaire, if not billionaire, uh, grocers to the House of Commons, to what end? Where will the consequences lie? Right. And these are, these are absolutely multi-billionaire um, companies we're talking about. And, and the owners are, are billionaires themselves. Well, our goal is we want to identify exactly the problem, and then we want to find the solutions. One of the things that we've, we've come to learn, based on the bread, fri- bread price fixing, as well as other areas, is that the competition laws in Canada aren't strong enough. There's not enough right. teeth. They don't give Canadians enough protection. So we want to strengthen the competition laws. That means forcing companies that are too large to be broken up. Uh, that could mean things like making sure that there are stricter rules around uh, prices being set by, by companies in terms of uh, potential collusion and stronger ramifications or consequences if collusion is found. But uh, what we need to do is strengthen the Competition uh, Bureau of Canada so that we can strengthen protections for Canadians. We know that if left on their own, these monopolies will just get more and more powerful and have more and more control over something that is essential to Canadians. We're not talking about a luxury item. 
other yeah. items that people purchase, you can decide to put it off for a year or put it off for a couple of months if you if you can't afford it right now or if the prices are too high. You can't make those choices with food. Food is a necessity, and that's why we need really strong protections in place so Canadians aren't being gouged or Canadians aren't being exploited in any way. And we know that it has happened already. The bread price fixing was collusion where companies got together in a very anti-competitive way and said, we're going to all increase our prices together in a way that makes life harder for Canadians and made them bigger profits. So that's one area we want to strengthen. We also want to look at the idea of an excess profit tax. It's something that other countries have done. So the United Kingdom has put it in place, Spain, Germany, European Union has done it. In terms of oil and gas sector, which are enjoying massive record high profits, and to use the, the revenue as a way to help out Canadians or help out people with their, with their prices, with their energy costs. Similarly, we think when it comes to food prices, we could do something similar because it's clear in Canada, it's pretty unique how much the, the profits are going up for these large corporations and these CEOs are making huge, huge benefits or huge bonuses. We want to uh, stop that. And so one of the ways we can do that is to, to disincentivize their gouging of Canadians. When you talk about competition uh, and and tightening those rules around uh, these monopolies, it does bring me to the Shaw Rogers merger piece because while we're talking Great about question. groceries being important, yeah. as is if ever we have learned how important connectivity is, COVID nineteen has shown us that. So, what do we do about that? Well, we need to stop the merger. This is going to be horrible for Canadians. It's going to mean higher prices. It's also going to mean job losses for a lot of people that work in, in those companies. When they yeah. merge, people will lose their jobs. But really, it's going to be long-term an even bigger monopoly when in Canada, we already pay some of the highest fees in the world for our internet, our cellular uh, and you know, s- services. We pay some of the highest fees in the world, and this merger is just going to make those prices go up even higher. For decades the Liberal and Conservative governments have allowed these massive telecoms companies to get away with really exploiting Canadians. There's no justification for prices being so high as they are in Canada. We look at other countries like Finland, Sweden, Norway, other cold countries that, are, that have population centres that are very spread apart, and their prices are far less expensive than ours. And so there's no justification for what's going on, and this merger is going to make things worse. And on top of that, the Competition Bureau had ruled they thought this was the wrong thing to do, but because they didn't have the power to stop it, they were unable to actually make this merger or end the merger. And they're actually appealing that decision in court to say, we think this is the wrong thing. This is bad for Canadians. And we are appealing the decision that, uh, that says basically that their, their ruling or their finding doesn't actually stop the merger. Another example of why we need to strengthen the Competition Bureau, when it's trying to act in the interest of Canadians, it is unable to do something as important as stop a merger. So now it's in the in the ballpark of the Liberal government, and we're putting pressure on the minister to say, if you really want to stand up Canadians, you would stop this merger. Right. So does anybody truly have the power to stop it? Yes. Right now, the minister, so the Liberal government, has complete power to uh, the final decision of this merger can say no and stop it. I asked a question directly to the minister about this, saying, you do have the power if you are interested in standing up for Canadians you would now stop the merger. So uh, we're going to keep that pressure going. I encourage everyone uh, listening to write to your local MP, let them know this is important. This is about our cell phone and internet services. The fact that we pay so much, we should be paying way less. And this is only going to make the prices even higher. So uh, we're going to fight back, encourage other people to join us in, in fighting back and, and say no to this merger.
You know, it's a very busy time in government when we have the federal NDP leader on and Jagmeet Singh and we don't even get to health care. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I, we got to circle back. I, we got to have you back yes, on the program absolutely. to talk. Please do, because we'll I know you. Is, yeah, it was a subject of a bunch of roundtable meetings that we've been doing recently here in Winnipeg today. It was a big meeting we did around health care. We've got to keep it public. We've got to fight the for profit and we've got to make sure that people get the best quality care and the federal government's got to step up and be a real partner. All right. Thank you for your time, sir. I've kept you much longer than I promised, and I appreciate your patience. All good. It was my honor to be on. Thank you so much.